Hello. This is the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. How's it going? It's good. I'm still kind of talking through my nose, but that's all right. You don't sound as bad as you did, though. Not as bad as I did. Yeah. Yeah. Still getting better. We're on the up and up. Yes. Getting my taste and smell back. That helps a lot. That makes life more enjoyable. Wow. You don't realize how much you lean on that until you lose it. Mm -hmm. And my singing voice is still slowly coming back, but it's slow. Mm. It has taken its toll. Mm. But I feel that just singing every day helps a lot. Oh, it definitely does. You got to work it out. Yeah. And I seem to get a little more nasally at night. Like now it's towards the evening and mm. I don't, I'm not as nasally in the day, but eh, it is what it is. It is. You do what you got to do. See, I'm always more snotty in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. At night, I'm fine. It's just it, when I first wake up, then I'm like, what? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Been fun. Mm. Loads of fun. That autumn sickness. Every time. But. We're talking about farmers markets. Woo! I love farmers markets. We we had a pretty good one in Cheyenne, and yeah, it wasn't the largest or anything, but there was a lot of there was a lot of farmers that showed up to that. Mm-hmm. It was pretty big, and we would always make a day of it. My folks were always totally into farming food, and my dad loved. Corn on the cob, and we always had to go for corn on the cob, always. So that makes me think of him. And tomatoes. Corn and tomatoes was his big thing. And peaches. If you could get those three things for him, he was a happy man. And cantaloupe. Uh, We'd get the Rocky Fords, which were always so good. I love cantaloupe. And the muskmelons. See, now I'm just thinking about, like, peaches and pears. Because I always liked the fruits more as a kid. Yeah. So we would always get like peaches and pears and things like that. Mm. Well, they always had the roasted chilies. So Mm. it always smelled like roasted chilies. And I still love those. And I would buy their their roasted chilies or the bomb. You just have to wear gloves when when you clean them, when you get them home. But they were so good. I I never bought canned. I'd buy a bunch and freeze them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you used to make salsa, too. I still have a really good recipe for salsa. And you definitely need a farmer's market for that. You get a lot of tomatoes and onions. You got to get all the fresh stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my aunt made this. uh, It's a Santa Santa Fe chili that has uh, yellow peppers in it and green peppers and tomatillas and pork, you like get a pork roast and chop it up, and cilantro and a can of that Rotel. Um, it has the green chili and the tomatoes, and you can get like spicy. You can get them hot, or and you throw that all in it, and it's just this really nice uh, spicy soup. Mm. So we'll probably make that. I haven't, I haven't been to a farmer's market here this year. I have. In other years in the past, but uh, the ones that are kind of to us are kind of tiny here. Yeah, I haven't um, been to any of the ones here. Yeah, I've been to Fort Collins. I haven't been any in the Loveland. Yeah. 
Um, but we always have uh, stands on the side of the road too. Yeah, we get a lot of the, uh, peaches, the peaches because yeah. we have we have Palisade, Palisade in Colorado, which is famous for the Palisade peaches. Yeah, so we get a bunch of stands just everywhere mm-hmm. around this time. Yeah, and oh, it's so fun to go and just get some fresh peaches. Oh, and my so thing, good. My thing is a delicious crisp apple. Apples I hate mealy apples when they're mushy and they're great for pies, but nothing compares to biting into a delicious, crispy apple, flavorful apple. See, as far as my favorite fruits go, I would say apples are actually pretty low on the list. Like they're good, but they're not my favorite, you know, because a lot of times the apples you get at the grocery store are lame they just don't taste that good although i do love getting that caramel dip oh yeah warming up a bowl of that and dipping apple slices in it oh i love the smell of caramel and apple i don't like carameled apples so much because they're hard to eat yeah because you either get a bite of caramel Mm -hmm. or you get a bite of apple and you don't really get a bite of both i'd rather have caramel corn (laughs) yes i i I like the caramel dip because the then i can corn. get caramel and apple in each bite you could get they'll have different types of popcorn too remember mm, they'd have mm. cinnamon popcorn and mm. all different flavors and we we get um well up there we get like mennonites that come and they'd sell all the spices oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and jellies one thing i love is is i always wanted my mom used to always soak the beans whenever she'd make ham and beans. She would soak them overnight. But I'm lazy and I don't like to do that. And so I asked the, the there was a group of Mennonite gals that, that sold a jam. And they had all kinds of spices and beans. And they had like the 15 beans. And I asked them how they prepared their beans for bean soup, for, for mm-hmm. like ham and beans. And... She gave me a wonderful tip. She says, throw it in a pan, put enough water up till it's just covering the beans, bring it to a boil, then drain it, put the beans back in the pot, and then measure out your liquid about so you know how much liquid you put in it. Then bring it to a second boil, then put it in your crock pot with that liquid. And then you already know how many cups you've already put. Just make sure it's, it covers it. Yeah. Um, but your beans will turn out perfect every time. Every time you won't have hard beans. It's true. And even sometimes my mom would soak them overnight. And even then, she would cook it in the crock pot. And you'd kind of get a couple of them little woody beans. Yeah. So that was a great advice. So that's one thing that's cool about farmer's markets is. Oh, yeah. You should get so much information from people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. We always had the honey lady. Oh, and she had the bee. I, she was a beekeeper and sold the honey. And she always says that a cold can't live in a honey environment. That's why honey is so great for colds. It's because it's antibacterial. Honey yeah. is one of those weird, cool things in nature. Yeah, it's antibacterial, and that's why. Yeah. But I always loved as a kid, and to this day, I love the honey sticks. Yes. And Those I remember as a kid when we would go to the farmer's market, honey sticks were my number one priority. Yeah. And they always had the different flavored ones. And they're all just so good. And now there's a pumpkin patch that I like to go to with the kiddos. 
every year and they have honey sticks because they also beekeep at that farm. And so I always just drop like 20 bucks and just honey sticks. I I love their little shop too that they Mm -hmm. have in there. And it's always country related. Like I got that pumpkin patch puzzle. I think that was a different one. Oh, was that the... That was a different That one's one. fun. That one's oh, That fun one has too. the corn maze and everything. Yeah. That yeah. one's a different one. Oh. That one's way big. Yes. That's the big one. Yeah. The, that one's a lot of fun. The I, one I love that, that I one. get the honey sticks at is like a teeny tiny little farm that's up north. Oh. Yeah. Support them farmers. Oh, yeah, I know. You got to support the local farms. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your first song? Oh, my first song. My first song. I'm not quite sure. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well. But we could talk if you're not ready. I just, I got a lot of things to say about farming. Each song. <laughs> oh. So. Pick one. Do you want to pick a song first? Oh, you can. Okay. So, let's see. Uh, my first song that I will pick is Sun Arise by Alice Cooper. Nice. Because over the weekend, I got to see Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie perform together. What was that name of that tour? The f- I don't tour? remember. It was like it's the something. Freaks on Parade or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Freaks on Parade. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. But it was Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie, and it was fantastic. And they had great seats, too. Oh, uh, shit. It, uh, Alice Cooper never disappoints. He never Rob disappoints. Rob Zombie. He's... He's Never such a great showman. Well, they're both really good showmen. Oh, they're fantastic. So. And they complemented each other perfectly. Yes. And that means that Alice Cooper does have a new album out that just came out. Nice. The name of the new album is called Road. I haven't listened to it all that much. I listened to it once. It's really good. But I haven't listened to it a bunch. Yeah. And since we're talking about farming and all that groovy things... Can't have a farm without the sun. That's right. And the they're sun always up before the sun. Too. Talks about the sun bringing warmth back to the ground. Gotta need it. So this is Sun Arise by Alice Cooper off of the Love It to Death album, which came out in 1971. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It's one of their stranger tracks. Sun Arise by Alice Cooper. Sun Arise by Alice Cooper. Wow, that was an old song. <laughs> yes. It, He's that, come a long way. Yes. Song. This was before the makeup. This was sort of during their very experimental, semi-psychedelic era. Mm-hmm. So before the makeup. But this was the same album that had I'm 18 on it and The Ballad of Dwight Fry. Nice. Which Alice Cooper Still performs I'm 18 and it makes me so happy. <laughs> and school's out. And school's out. School's God. out forever. Yay. I bet you don't miss that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but kudos to those who are in school and doing well. Keep you got this. On it. You, you got, got this. this. You can do it. Yes. We can do it. You can do it. Accurate. So I'm going to go ahead and pick my first song. Might as well. did. I picked Morning is Broken by Cat Stevens, and she did Sunrise. I'll do Morning Has Broken. 
Perfect. And I don't know, there's something about the about the farmer's market, get you in touch with Mother Earth and you know. I I I feel that um farming and everything is very what's the word? It brings you closer to the earth just just by being around farmers for me. Mm-hmm. Because they're tilling the soil and I'm lazy and I don't. So <laughs> I like to connect with that. And But they're so awesome at it. So there's those who are just awesome at being at being farmers. She comes from a long line of farmers. She does that. They were brilliant. And I've never seen anybody work as hard as farmers do. Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. I have great respect for farmers after mm-hmm. hanging with her 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 uh, family, her dad's family, and so farmers markets always open really early in the morning, and they always close really early. So if you want to go, you have to get up you early, got to move. Yeah. yeah, and I remember that as a kid, it's just mm-hmm. it being really early, and you got the morning sun peeking through, mm-hmm. and then you go get peaches and pears and honey sticks. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. So I think Morning is Broken by Cat Stevens came out in 1979. Ooh, okay. And, it, and it's off the teaser in the fire cat. Okay. So let's go. Morning Has Broken by Cat Stevens. And it came out in 1971 off the Teaser and the Fire Cat album. I wrote 79, but I knew that I, when I looked it up, I remember it being 71. And she mentioned that her Alice Cooper song was 71. Mm-hmm. So, but I wrote 79 on there and I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't seem right. And sure enough, it was 71. Ah. So. Cat Stevens well, always been one of my favorites. He's lovely. Such a great voice. Yeah. He's very soothing. I always feel very relaxed. I, f- I feel in touch with nature when happy. I listen to him. Yeah. 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 Just exudes nice this happiness. He had such a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I decided instead of a word of the week, I would pick... Two words, I picked two words, please and thank you, which comes in very handy at the farmer's market. Yes, it does. Whenever you're shopping. Please and thank you in anything. So I decided to pick how to say please and thank you in different languages. Okay. So, and I'll just go down the line. Or let's go. Doesn't matter. Um, And I apologize for semi-butchering these beautiful words. But here we go. So in Korean, please is juseo, and thank you is kamsamada. In French, please is s'il te plaît, and thank you is merci. In Italian, it's per favore, and thank you is grazie. In Chinese, it's ching is please, and thank you is xie xie. Which I love. That's cute. I love it. <laughs> in Ukrainian, please is Budalaska. And thank you is Dakuyu. In Norwegian, 
is Vashasni is please and thank you is Taksaduha. Wow. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In German, please is bitte and thank you is danke. And in Spanish, please is por favor. And thank you is gracias. And Japanese, oh boy, bear with me. It's beautiful, but it doesn't look like it looks when they write it out. But it's onegushimas. Onegashimas. Onegashimas. And thank you is arigato, which most people know. Mm hmm. And in Thai, it's parod is please, and thank you is kakun. And in Russian, it's palshasta, and thank you is spasiba. And in Polish, it's proshe for please, and jenkuya is thank you. And in Greek, it is saparakalume. <laughs> and thank you. That's like, should I try to repeat that? Maybe not. <laughs> and thank you is F. Heristo. And in Irish Gaelic, it's please is Lidahul. And thank you is Garumahatgut. Garumahatgut. And that's how you say please and thank you. Wow. <laughs> that was that was great. It was fun. Oh yeah. I love learning I, I love that. bits of languages and so, I keep adding to my list of languages that I want to learn, that I'm trying to learn, that I am struggling to learn. Well, I thought that is definitely something that would come in handy. Mm-hmm. So I I thought that would be fun. It is. That's really cool. I like learning about different cultures and languages and things. So I did a couple things just about farmer's markets. Uh, a farmer's market is a designated place where local farmers, growers, and artisans come together to sell their products directly to consumers. It is a community gathering space that promotes local agriculture, supports small-scale businesses, and provides access to fresh and seasonal produce like Fruits, vegetables, homemade jams, cheese, baked goods, and crafts. Mm -hmm. And ours always had all different kinds of things, too, which I loved. And being a bread baker, I always like to check out the bread. Just, I'd like to see what's out there. And I'm a huge uh, double baster of bread, so it does make a huge difference. It does. Especially like in wheat breads. Wheat breads tend to get really dry. So, um, basting does help a lot, but breads are expensive for kind of a reason too. It's a lot uh, of work. We, when we lived in, she was born in Laramie and when we lived in Laramie, uh, there was that bread store, mm. that bread shop. Mm. It smelled so good. And I worked downtown and I would always buy a fresh loaf of bread. I don't, you were... Not even born. I, I wasn't then. there. Yeah. No, but, I, I wasn't even a thought. But I would bring fresh homemade bread home mm -hmm. all the time. So. That's the place that had the cinnamon bread, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'd get sales on the afternoon 
So I would always wait in the afternoon and they keep it up super fresh, but they'd knock off, you know, price just to get it out of there. Oh, yeah. I don't want product laying around. Yeah. And it was just around the corner. And then we also had these fresh baguettes, too. Mm. Oh, they were so good. There was fresh donuts, man. Just give me a big slab of butter and baguettes and bread. I love food. (laughs) I'm a foodie. I talked about that on our bread episode of how much we love and enjoy various types of bread. Bread makes you fat? Bread makes you fat? (laughs) I think of that all the time. I could eat garlic bread three meals a day. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, by shopping at the farmer's market, you are actively supporting the local economy. The money you spend goes directly to the farmers and vendors helping to sustain their businesses and contribute to the growth of the community. So, oh, yeah, it's really it's good. definitely something that should be, you know, more done more often. And I try to kind of look, but everybody pretty much has their markets, and it just depends on where you're at, what kind of markets you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywhere you go, you can find you can find a market of some kind. Oh, yeah. There's so. local markets and local vendors anywhere you are. You yeah. just kind of got to find it. That's right. the hard part. Right. Well, now with the phone, you can Google yes. anything wherever you're at and Google you can find out. Helps. Yes. A lot. Yes. Uh, farmers markets offer, offer fresh seasonal produce like crisp apples mm. in the fall. Peaches. And delicious berries in the summer. Pears. Uh, Yep. <laughs> These markets allow you to experience the freshest flavors of every season. But we don't really have one here in the winter. Uh, no. But you yeah. can belong to like this farmer's community thing. And they call it like the farmer's table. And they can get produce to you a certain way. Mm. I, I haven't really looked into that. But check it out. That's where your phone comes in. There you <laughs> because go. Because I, I believe there is places, probably through even like Salvation Army and stuff, where you can connect with farmers. Hmm. And, yeah. Or at this point, just Google. Well, they have the food boxes and stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. You check your phone. Just go they direct to the source. Go to the source. Cut out the middleman. Yeah. So shopping at farmer's markets is not only good for your health, but also for the environment. With short supply chains and a focus on sustainable farming practices, these markets reduce the carbon footprint associated with long-distance transportation and packaging. Cut out the middleman, that's what I'm saying. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Go right to the source. That's right. And farmer's markets are a melting pot of culture and cuisines. And you can find ingredients and dishes from all over the world, allowing you to explore and embrace different culinary traditions. Well, that's kind of what we were talking about with the the beans. The Mennonites. You can yeah. learn so much from different people just by talking oh, to them and asking yeah. questions. Like, that's one of the beauties about farmer's markets is, yeah, you get so many different types of people there right. with different backgrounds and right different food culinary traditions and then you can ask like hey how do you make your chili how do you make your tortillas what do you put in this jam Mm -hmm. how do you cook your beans yeah especially jam and i i have made jelly oh i I have made jam too i i did do the canning thing for a while uh i choke cherries are big out here 
So they're pretty much everywhere. You can't really eat them. They're terrible. But they're you nasty. can. The juice makes really good jelly. Oh, choke so, cherry jelly is really good. Yeah. And my dad even made choke cherry beer, which was really good too. Yeah. So you can do a lot with choke cherries, but they're really small and nasty if you just try to eat them. Yeah. It's really gross. Um, but they're like, some people don't know that jelly is made with juice. Mm-hmm. Jam is made with the the berry Pure. and the juice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then preservatives are usually chunkier and stuff. Yeah. So different consistencies categorize it in different categories yes <laughs> yes for lack of better words yeah yes and a little bit of lemon works really good in jelly it does it balances out the flavor yeah it yep. doesn't matter what type of jelly mm-hmm. just a little bit of lemon really helps mm-hmm. even in pies too yes lemon juice yeah. really rounds out the flavor in pies for your mm-hmm. pie filling and Back off a little bit on the sugar. It's always better to be a little bit tart. Back off on the sugar. Because a lot Ooh. of sugar goes a long, long way. Oh, that, yeah. that was always kind of, I love apple pie. Love, love, love apple pie. But sometimes apple strudel or anything with the sugar top gets a, a little much. So with my apple, I like to taste the apple more than the sweet. Yes. I tend to back off a little bit. But if they're sour apples, you might need a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. You don't want it puckery. You, you don't want a puckery pie. Taste <laughs> pie. It. Yeah. Yeah. Test your filling before if you can. Yeah, yeah you can. Mm-hmm. Most just cases. Just if you can. Apples. Yeah. What is your favorite pie? Fruit mm. pie. We'll say. I love a great blueberry pie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a fresh cherry pie. Yeah. Cherry pies, good. Yeah. With like Bing cherries. Mm-hmm. But make it your own. The canned stuff oh, is nasty. Yeah. In the old, old, olden days, it used to be not so bad, but they were always tart. They were always a little bit tart. So you did have to add a little bit extra sugar with the. But the last, I haven't had a canned cherry pie in a long time. And the last time I tried it, it was just, they did not taste good. And it, it doesn't really take that many. You can make even a shallow uh, cherry pie, but there's nothing compared to those fresh cherries. Mm-hmm. Makes delicious, mm-hmm. delicious pie. I love yeah. pie. So, what's your second song? So, my second song has a, a, there's a bit of a story to my second song. So, I went down a rabbit hole today. A deep, deep rabbit hole. Uh, it started out with Arlo Guthrie this morning, which then went on to Woody Guthrie, which then I was wondering, and I was sure somewhere, somewhere out there, someone would have made a podcast episode or something about Woody Guthrie's life. Because I know a bit, but I didn't know a lot. So I was just really, really curious. So I went down this massive Woody Guthrie rabbit hole today, and it was wonderful and fascinating. Like I learned so much about him. Like his uncle was a magician. What? <laughs> crazy stuff. He was a philosopher. Have you ever known a ma- magician? 
no. in your day? No. Uh, your dad had a friend that he worked with who was really good in magic. Oh. So, yeah. Just that's something that everybody. And I feel like it was it. more common in, say, like the 30s. When people were bored. When people were really bored. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And had no money. Let's make things disappear. Well, the crazy thing is, like, his uncle went to, like, an institute of magic to get, like, a certificate in magic. It's like, what? But the his life is just absolutely fascinating and really, really interesting. So I went down that rabbit hole. And one of the songs that I picked for today is Pastures of Plenty by Woody Guthrie, which was about the time when he was working as a migrant worker in the United States because he grew up in Oklahoma during the Dust Bowl. So there was no like farms. There was no nothing. Everything died. They lived in a shack. And in order to feed his family, he would travel around. He would travel around the entire United States, train to train, just finding work wherever he could find work. And a lot of people did that during this time period. There was not, there was, the the United States of the 30s was not a necessarily great place to be at the time. Yeah, and I I told you, my grandma's house, um, she would feed the hobos Mm -hmm. and everybody. So, yeah, Yeah, their house was marked. Who knew? And... Maybe you knew where you could get a meal. and Who yeah. knows? Maybe your grandmother, my great-grandmother, fed Woody Guthrie. She the possibility is actually really high. It's really high, yes. So this song is about how he just would travel around the world working and, you know, tilling these fields that weren't even his. And then a lot of times migrant workers got treated really poorly in California Oregon, other states, migrant workers were treated really badly because they were seen as lowly workers, you know. Yeah. They were essentially classed with um, immigrants. Mm-hmm. So essentially they were immigrants in their own country is what they yeah. were treated like. Yeah. So super fascinating. But this is just a song about how, you know, he worked a lot and he worked really hard and uh well the life of a musician is not easy anyway he did so much so like that's the crazy thing about woody guthrie is that it wasn't just he wasn't just a musician he was like a poet and a philosopher an activist and an activist and he traveled around a lot he worked on radio shows all the time he was a farmer part-time he was in the war he got drafted he was very four philosophical. times. Yeah, he was a philosopher. Yeah, <laughs> and he would give out free philosophical advice, of course, to whomever good. wanted it. <laughs> but you know, he was a humanist, mm-hmm. and I think that's really, really fascinating. Well, we need to get back to that more mm-hmm. too. Seems and like that's why it was just a really nice break from everything. Now, it's just yeah. to like go back in time with Woody Guthrie. Well, in a way. Farmers markets, you kind of go back in you time. Do. You go back to when it was community and people and, mm-hmm. and the basic fundamentals of, of survival is food and helping this each other. True. Yeah. And farmers help each other. They help. Yeah, it's yeah. a community. So this song is Pastures of Plenty by Woody Guthrie.
Pastures of Plenty by Woody Guthrie. I love his voice. Uh, he was just <laughs> fun. And that it's song simple. came out in 1941. Yeah, it's just simple but at the same time listening to all of these old songs about the 40s just it's interesting because the more things change the more they stay the same yeah, you know like she wrote a lot about racial inequality and justice and it's fighting. sad we still got to deal with it oh yeah and you know greed so and disheartening war and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we just repeat the same circle mm-hmm. but yeah. one thing i love about woody guthrie too is you know, he experienced a lot of hardships in life. But he always had hope. But he always was very positive. Huh. And as I mentioned, he was drafted four times. Yeah, that's insane. Four times. He'd Ugh. come back to his family and be like, okay, who? that's over, you yeah. know. Oh. Did my bit, helped in the war, you know. And mm. then he'd get another letter. Be like, we need you to come back. We need you again. You need to go do something. Mm-hmm. And But... Every time he was out on ships and stuff, he became essentially like the clown to take the The pressure off of the crew's mind off of, you know, the U-boats lurking in the water that were going to try and sink their ship. He would play songs for them. He would tell them stories and jokes and everybody loved him. And it just is really nice. It's amazing how music really does help. Uh, my brother was Navy, mm. and uh, it was always, you know, it's a serious, t- being in the Navy is a serious job. Any kind of military is oh, yeah. serious, but music was his escape, mm-hmm. and he could always find happiness in music. And yeah, It's really important. And even as his baby sister, uh, we connected musically. Mm-hmm. He made, like he says, there's stories I could tell you, like, curl your hair, <laughs> but I can't. Yeah, no, you don't want to know. But we could always connect on music. Well, that's so. like, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's a big part of this podcast is that music is so important. It connects us all. It does. Through culture, language. for us. So Through time and space, like just us as human beings, even Woody Guthrie in the 30s and 40s. He would, and this was during a time when there was still a lot of segregation, a lot of segregation. But he would meet African Americans and they would play the blues together. They would teach him blues songs and he would just adapt that into his folk music. And it's just cool. It's how people connect, you know? Mm -hmm. We're all the same. Yeah. So we look a little different. We're all the same. We're all people. Doesn't matter. Yeah. What's your next song? I picked a Pete Seeger song. (laughs) She picked Woody Guthrie. Mm -hmm. And I picked The Farmer is the Man. Because the farmer is the man. He's the man. We really need the farmers. Mm -hmm. Don't be star. That's true. And good to your farmers. And Pete Seeger famously played a lot with Woody Guthrie. Yes. They were best friends. They toured a lot together. They played a lot together. Woody was kind of weird and in his own world, so he would just sort of like go off on his own and do whatever. Mm-hmm. But him and Pete always came back together. They always connected. When Woody got really, really, really sick, when his he had Huntington's disease, and when he ended up getting really, really, really sick and couldn't carry on much, 
Pete Seeger and all of their friends would come and play in his hospital room like once a week. They would always be there. They would have like a rotating shift of people who would go in there and just play music for him Mm -hmm. because he couldn't play anymore. Yeah. And Arlo Guthrie would play with Pete mm-hmm. a lot of times, too. Oh, yeah. So they, I have a record of Pete and Arlo. That's really, really good. I love Arlo. So. And so, this is Farmer is the Man by Pete Seeger. came out in 1956 is when he recorded it. So. All right, let's go. Farmer is the Man by Pete Seeger. <laughs> yep. I was like reading by the thing. I was like, oh, wait, that was me. That's my cute. She's that giving me the eyeballs and you, you talk. So many farmers markets offer educational programs like cooking demonstrations and workshops on topics like gardening, nutrition, and sustainable living. Mm. And I have seen like pans i don't know if you remember that some people would give like pan demonstrations uh uh, like certain teflon pans and what are good to cook with yeah i don't remember any of that i think just knives we have like culinary knives sale i don't know if you remember that too but they'd give you samples of stuff i mean i think which is great because i was a kid the only thing i was focusing on was honey sticks pears and peaches yeah, well, I always loved I the crafts about. too because they'd have crafters. Mm-hmm. But by the time I bought all the produce, I was pretty pretty poor. Yeah, but it's fun to look at though. I always liked people that make doilies. Like I've made doilies, but there's a there's a knack to crocheting doilies so they're not like all balled up. Bunchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> tension is key. Be <laughs> you gotta have the right tension, not too much. Not too loose, not too tight. That's what always trips me up whenever I try to crochet anything is I just, my tension's always all over the place. Well, yeah, and thread is so tiny. So that's hard to work with. So farmers markets provide a communal space where people can come together and connect and socialize and build relationships, which was kind of true back in the day because my mom would always run into someone, you know, and then we talk and everybody's like, okay, so... Um, it's an opportunity to meet new people and catch up with friends and enjoy the vibrant atmosphere of the marketplaces and the sights and smells of the season. That's my favorite. Mm. I can still smell the farmer's market oh, in my mind. Me too. So, me too. Yeah. I haven't been to one probably since I was a kid, but yes. Especially in the morning when the air is super crisp mm-hmm. and the crunchy leaves. Mm. Yes, I find the crunchy leaves. That I is me. Leaves. Yes. <laughs> Farmers markets play a crucial role in promoting food security by providing access to fresh, nutritious food in areas with limited grocery options, which was really kind of true in Wyoming, too. Mm -hmm. Um, They contribute to the resilience of local food systems and help ensure everyone has access to healthy food choices. They're actually very, very important. It's more than just like a fun Sunday morning It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to haggling on prices, it's always a good idea to ask the vendor if they have special deals or discounts. So building a relationship with the vendors could potentially lead to better prices and exclusive offers in the future. But 
I was telling her, my mom would just like, she was a wheeler and dealer of price. And to me, I, I'm not that way. I'm not brave like that at all. So I like this approach because it respects them mm-hmm. and their prices. And they, they're they they're there to make some money, too. I mean, they, they work hard. They drive all this way to bring you the produce. So I, I like to respect the prices that they put on it. And yeah, ask them, do, do you have any deals? And they might, yeah, buy, buy two bushel baskets of apples and we'll knock off a dollar or a something. A lot of them have some kind of deal. A lot of them have some kind of deal. Yeah, I always and, like to try to respect the farmer yeah. or the creative person because they know what kind of work went into it. They know what it's worth more than I do. Yeah, so, and ask them yeah. for permission to... If you really need to dig through and and see everything in the bushel basket, maybe ask them to show you too instead of just taking it upon yourself. Mm-hmm. That's where the please and thank you really comes in mm-hmm. handy. Manners go a long, they really long way. Good, but it seems like as a society, we tend to treat farmers like beneath us. Yeah. Which is not Ooh, okay. We would <laughs> we would die without them. Eat. Really, when you think about, yeah. uh, they provide our food. Oh yeah. So we well, need them yeah. desperately. Like and, Pete Seeger said, the farmer is the man. You know, and it's also a shame too, though. Like I was mentioning with Woody Guthrie, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Like you know, he was talking about being a migrant worker and, and going to so farms poorly. Yeah. that needed workers to till the soil and get the produce and he was treated so poorly but it's like you wouldn't have your crops if it wasn't for these people that you are treating very poorly you know i think we just need to take a step back and kind of reevaluate certain things because how we treat people in in general in general yes (laughs) but definitely like people like farmers who are oftentimes looked down on in our society because they're not doctors or lawyers but it's like well you know we wouldn't have doctors or lawyers if they couldn't eat so yeah it's kind of important put yourself in other people's shoes Mm -hmm. and like i said i didn't realize i knew farming was a hard life i had no idea how many hours and Mm -hmm. sweat and blood and everything goes into it until i hung with her dad's family and yeah, I have the utmost respect for farmers and farming life. And it it's a beautiful life, though. It really is. Um, I'm an old, just an old uh, small town girl. I'm born in Blyville, Arkansas. And don't get any smaller than that. So, um, But I am small town. And I love that, just that community and, and that love of family and yeah, food has always been my love language too. So I can relate to those who, who yeah, they bring in this fre- the freshest produce mm. and they make the best apples and the best pies and the best jams and uh, and the best casseroles and yeah, it's all the love. Oh, and their food was outstanding, so good. And then we got to see like. The baby calves being born. That time we went for Easter and the baby calf. I, I saw a baby calf being born. It was the most beautiful thing. It brought tears to my eyes. I don't remember that at all. 
It was so cute. <laughs> yeah. So support your farmers. And when it comes to bringing dogs to a farmer's market, it's always good to check the rules of each farmer's market. Mm -hmm. Some allow well-behaved dogs on leashes, but some do not have dogs at all. So it's always good to find out. Yeah. Well, especially the ones that have, like, farm animals, you might not want to bring your dog. Yeah. Um, founded in 1907... Pike Place Market in Seattle, Washington, is one of the oldest and largest public markets in the U.S. And it's kind of a legend of first. It was the first. It has the first coffee bar that opened in 1908. And there's a three girls bakery, and it's the first ever business to be licensed to women in Seattle. And it opened in 1912 and is still in operation. And it has like uh, an iconic um, neon signs display there. There's that's the symbol of the Pike's Pike mm -hmm. Place Market, which neon signs are pretty cool. And I worked at a sign shop that that made neon signs. So we actually walked so. past the Pike's Peak. It's Pike Place. Pike Place. Pike Place Market is what it's called. We walked past it when we were in Seattle. We never went to it, but we walked. Yes, I think I took a picture of the sign, actually. Yeah. So that's pretty iconic. And nowadays, I guess many take credit cards, but always bring cash, too. Mm. Like like we had we had one farmer. He was an onion farmer. And he, he says, I barely made it through the third grade. And he would never take cards. He's like, I don't have a brain for that. He goes, I just take money. And some people, my mom would try and his his onions were always cheap yeah. and she would try to and i'd always just slip him he's like no it was like two dollars a bag you got a big bag of onions and they were always delicious super fresh so bring cash cash is is helpful it can be yes so yeah shall we pick our last song we should okay so we've had a couple exciting new releases to go with all of our other exciting new releases that happened last week. It's just, there's so much music coming out. It's just, it's just one after on another and on after on. another. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, Alice Cooper has a new album out called Road. Really good. Mm -hmm. And Brian Setzer just dropped a new album called The Devil Always Collects. Yeah. yeah. Also really good. I mean, it's Brian Setzer. Yeah. And granted, I'm biased, but... Brian Setzer can do no wrong in music. <laughs> His music is always so good. He was born to be a musician. <sighs> so just good. He just, he lights up whenever he mm. plays, whenever he talks about music or plays music. or You can just, he, he just. You feel his passion. Yes. He just shines when he, when he plays. Yeah. So this is Black Leather Jacket off of. The new album, The Devil Always Collects, by Brian Setzer. Woo! Let's go! Black Leather Jacket by Brian Setzer. Woo! It's just so good. He's got a great voice he does and presence and of course his guitar playing is phenomenal so yeah. just oh love him 
Well, his excitement for music is so catching. Mm-hmm. When you see him in the, when you see him on stage, you just you automatically dance and you automatically sing. Oh yeah, he just has so much fun. Yeah, he really draws his audience in to his enthusiasm with music. I mean, the and whole reason I love that why I got into rockabilly was because of Brian Setzer and the Stray Cats. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be just so disheartening to be a musician on stage and you're all excited and you look out and there's those just the stoic people. Mm. They're not singing. They're not dancing. They're not moving. Yep. And it's like, and why there are you here? Not fun. I just want to know. Not fun. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. So be that happy person. Just toe tap a little bit. Just just show just a little bit of excitement. Just Smile, smile, maybe. Smiling yeah. goes a long way. Yeah, smile with your <laughs> eyes if you don't want to smile with your lips. Smiling goes a long way. Yes, yes. A little bit of a reaction. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I picked my last song. Okay. I picked a new song too that just came out, and it's "Somebody" by Dio, which I really love. Dio from EXO. And yeah, this just dropped like a day ago. Just now. Yesterday, I, I, I believe. Keep getting anyway. the, the pop ups on the Spotify saying Dio has a new album out. Yeah, it's a mini album called Expectations. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the music video on somebody is so cute. So check it out. So yay, I picked somebody by Dio. Let's go. Somebody by Dio. I love that song. That's very <laughs> cute. Their their music videos cute too. So. Yay! Find somebody to go to the farmers market with. Yay. Exactly. So I got some jokes. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Why couldn't the horse draw the cart? Why he couldn't hold a pencil. <laughs> I couldn't draw the cart. That, that took me a minute. <laughs> I had a feeling it would. I was like, what? He was like, wait, wait. Why couldn't he draw the cart? What? Oh, he couldn't to do draw the cart. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. How did the farmer find his missing cow? How? He tracked her down. <laughs> tracked her I thought down. you were going to say something like, he spotted her. Oh. <laughs> no, he tractored oh, farmers and tractors. Okay. <laughs> what goes in one ear and out the other? Corn. A worm in the cornfield. <laughs> it's funny because I'd always, Ew. I'd always have to find corn for my dad if if my dad didn't go to the farmers market at the time. He was always like, "Pick me the best corn," and I can't explain to you how many times I open because you always just kind of peel it back just to make sure you got to take a peek and oh there'd be a live one in there it's like not that ear (laughs) that ear is out of here so yeah i know it's one of those jokes where it's like you but it works it does it does it's very clever why did the farmer put an umbrella over the rabbit hutch why he didn't want his hair to get wet (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. I thought that was good. And what did the farmer get when he tried to reach the beehive? A buzzy sink signal. A buzzy <laughs> signal. <laughs> Cute. A little bee humor. <laughs> I love bee humor. <sighs> and so I started watching the happiness one, the zombie one. But then I found one called Revenant that's on Hulu. And that one I started, I watched, I'm almost done with it, but it stars Kim Tae-ri, who was in Space Sweepers with Song Joon-ki, mm. uh, Vincenzo. And Oh Jung-si, who's in It's Okay Not to Be Okay. But um, I will go back to watching The Happiness. And that one stars um, Han Hyo-ju. And Pak Hyung Sik, who is in Z Z A Z A the band, and it also has Suwon in it too. Okay, who's on Run On in that uh, Hell is Other People? Oh, okay. he's the main character. He was hanging with Suwon. Was hanging with was it J K or he was hanging with somebody? And I was like, oh, I was so psyched that they were friends. Everybody I, knows I everybody. I, I know everybody knows everybody. It doesn't seem... I don't think it was JK, but it was somebody. I'll look it up. But he was hanging with somebody, and I was all I was all excited. Because, uh, to me, um, Suwon looks a lot like D1. Mm-hmm. From... DKB. Yes. Yeah. So. I finished Tale of the Nine-Tailed. And then there's that Halloween. What is the, the little Halloween show that has like, they're like two minutes long, bite-sized Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and watching that. Those are just weird. And, but they're only like two, three minutes long and they're just freaky and weird. But I'm getting ready. I'm getting into the mm, Halloween-esque. It's fall almost in a couple days. The 23rd. It will be autumn. And I am so ready. I love it. It's autumn. been a hot summer and it actually hasn't been though. It not for us. We we're not complaining at all. We really yeah. are. We've had probably the nicest summers we've had in a while because we had a lot of fire problems. But we're actually getting rain. Yeah. We it's don't know how to act. Pretty mild. It's weird. It's been beautiful. It's great. The but leaves are starting to turn weird. too. Yes. And I love that time of year. Yeah. So. I got a spooky game that I'm playing now. Oh, yeah. She found a spooky game. Yeah. So I was looking for a new game for my Nintendo Switch just because I just wanted a new game to play. So I was looking through all the stuff in the Nintendo store. And I came across one that is a detective like RPG game. But it's all based around HP Lovecraft and Cthulhu. So it's... What's it called? It's called The Sinking City. Is really, really cool. So it's an open map world. So you can explore and do whatever you want. But you also have like cases you can solve. Is so cool. She says it's like uh, it's Nancy like, Drew. Yeah, it's like it's if like, Nancy Drew met Silent Hill meets Bioshock. Yes. Yeah. 100% what it's like. <laughs> and the game is set in the 1920s too. Which is really so cool. cool. So all the cars are really cool and every it's just it's so cool. But it's spooky. Like 
I had a monster <laughs> jump out at me. Oh. Pee right out of me. Oh. I wasn't expecting oh. it. And yeah. Get the defense. And I was like, uh, I have a pistol somewhere. I don't know. Uh, crowbar. That works. No, no, no. <laughs> but funny. it's really, really cool. I highly recommend it. It's called The Sinking City. Nice. Yeah. And it's on sale on the Nintendo store right now. So it's like <laughs> super cheap. Buy it now. Buy it now. And you can solve the crimes in different ways. So you get different endings and you oh, can make cool. different decisions about what you do with certain like evidence. Pick a pick an ending. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's fun. So the replayability is vast. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm really quite happy, but it's spooky enough to where I'm like, Ooh. It's a spooky time of year. Spooky. So that's <gasps> it for us. What are we talking about next week? We're gonna talk about electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of electrifying things, we are talking about electricity. Wow. So, you guys take care. Please, please stay healthy out there. It's a challenge nowadays. Get your shots if you need your shots. Mm -hmm. And uh, keep singing because that really does help. It's been keeping the, the phlegm monster out of my throat. And yeah, I sound a lot better than I did. You do. And, and support your local farmers. Please, please, please. Be kind, be kind to everybody. Yeah. Just be kind. Be kind just, to everybody. Yeah. Just treat everybody with respect. Yeah, if you can't no be kind, what. then just be gone. Don't, don't, yeah. don't suck the fun and life out of other people. It's true. Just don't. Yeah. You know, if you can't go have a good day, don't be going messing up someone else's. Mm-hmm. As Tabitha Brown says. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good advice. But we love you, Keys. Thank you so much for checking us out and listening to us. We love you. We're sending you positive vibes, prayers, hope, and everything. You got this. You got it. You can do it. You can do whatever you put your mind to. The world is a market. And this has been the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. Bye.